What's going on, gamblers, DJs, and everybody else in between? This is the Gamblers Anonymous podcast, GAP, GAP for short, because we're closing the gap between you and the bookies. Happy Saturday morning, everyone. Yeah, just want to start off by saying sorry for getting you this episode a week late. Not a week late, a day late. I've had some uh, busy week. I had a busy week. Family came in from England, so they were supposed to arrive Wednesday around 6, 7, so we're going to have a dinner with them when they got here. Fucking Air Canada, Air Delayed, fucking pushed that shit back two hours, so that got canceled. That was, that was my prep night for this. I was like, oh, man, now, it's, now it got moved to Thursday, so my Thursday, I had no time to. I worked 10 hours, came home, fucking family over here till midnight, went to bed, worked the next day, didn't have Friday off, so I didn't get my Friday junior. Because I had a four-day week and fucking bullshit. I w- did not want that to happen, but it did. Just got fat over the weekend. That's all that happened to me. And then Friday came. Surprise surprise birthday for my cousin from England. Boom. Not Saturday morning. Here we are. Giving you guys these locks. I'm your host, JG. And let's just let's just jump into the recap. Week 38, Ottawa Red Blacks versus Sask Rough Riders. And we had the Red Blacks money line. They had it in the bag. Then they fumbled the bag. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even talk, gonna talk about the game. I'm not gonna talk about Dustin Crum. I said he was crumb believable last game. More like he crumbled under the pressure. But we digress. Anyways, let's just let's just tell you about this game. End of the game. They get a turnover. It's 24-23. No, sorry. So the game is 23-21. Saskatchewan. Ottawa gets a turnover with two minutes left. They stop them third and one. They get the turnover and they get the ball. They go maybe with a minute left. They're third and one on the goal line. Third and one. It's one yard to go. What do they do? They go for the field goal. Now keep in mind, this offense, Ottawa, this shit all game. They just got field goals. That's all they did. Field goals, a defensive touchdown. And points missed from kicks. So they're on the one. They go for the field goal. 24-23. Saskatchewan drives on the field. 27-26-24. End of the game. My, I, I just don't understand. Hear me out. Hear me out. Third and one. You're going to kick it. Let your offense do. go for it. If you believe in your defense that much, they're going to get the stop. They're just going to go run, stop, run, stop. Punt. You're gonna get the ball in the fifty. Like, make, and then you, you're, all you have to do is put the fucking ball, kick it as hard as you can, and if they kneel it down, it goes out of the end zone. It's one point. You're going to overtime, and then you can win it there or tie the game because you're fucking offense. You only need is one yard. Why the hell would you not go for it? You play to lose, you're gonna lose, and that's what happened. That's why we're zero and one in the locks. And the first point of the game, I had first scored field goal Ottawa. No, the first point was a missed field goal, and he kneeled it down. So it went one nothing Ottawa. That's what happened. That ruined their lock. Oh, well. Next one. Lock number two from last week I had. Women's World Cup, Sweden versus USA. USA, clean sheet. No. Minus 188. This is where I retire from Women's World Cup football altogether. This was far from a lock. They've been far from a lock, all my women's cups. Game ended. 
0-0 and ended up in penalties where Sweden took the game. Some say this was the worst game for the USA. It really wasn't. They had a good game, lots of chance. But this goalie for Sweden saved everything. I can't, I can't say it. I'm not even going to try. Mihura, I tried it. But I think that's what the name was. So she made great saves all day. Boom, save. Header, save. Boom, save. Like she could not be beat. Great stuff. Shout out her. Uh, yeah. So I went zero and two on these locks so far, and just shout out, shout out all the beautiful fucking girls on the women's Sweden team. Oh my god, all tens, all tens. Just what's in that water? That's got to be Voss. All right, lock number three, and this is the one that saved it for us. I had Leicester City full time result minus one sixty three versus Coventry and C- City. And fucking hell. Big shout out to the Foxes. Y'all saved me from getting the goosey. So Leicester won 2-1. But not without uh, giving us a bit of scare. They went down one nothing in the first. Quick in the second half. I think maybe by the 50, 48th minute they were down one nothing. So didn't look too good. But fuck. 77th minute comes. Boom. 1-1. Now we get a little... Popping our balls, make you feel some type of way, and none other than goal, Dewsbury Hall, Psh, left strike from the foot, boom, top upper echelon, top right goal, two one in the eighty seventh minute, and that closed it out for us, minus one sixty three. So we went two and one. Great game, and no, we didn't go two and one. We, I went one and two, so that's kind of shitty. But we ended it with the championship. Now we're going to go to the Premier League. Lock number one for week 39. In honor of the Premier Premier League starting up this week. No, they started Friday. I, I missed the day, so it sucked. We had Man City smacking the shit 3 nothing out of Burnley. And what a way to start this off. Chelsea versus Liverpool over two and a half goals minus 150. There's two ways of looking at this match. You can look how they performed in opening season games or how they've played each other in the past. Well, if you look how they played each other in the past, under two and a half goals in their last seven of eight games and no goals scored in their last four played against each other. So doesn't sound too good, right? No, but if you look in their home openers... Liverpool have hit the over in eight of their last ten openers and are on a seven-game straight over two-and-a-half goal run. Chelsea are also eight of ten in their last ten-season openers. And with all the off-season departures and incoming transfers, I see this one being a very exciting game, high scoring for sure, with how both teams have had anything but a tight D. That's why we're going over two-and-a-half goals, minus 150. Lock number two. We're going to stick with these two teams. And I've given this bet before, and we've lost it one time, and it was an extra time because of a stupid fucking play. But we're going back to it, and we're taking the under four and a half cards, minus 125 in Chelsea-Liverpool game. Now, when I was doing my little homework, my little research, the first thing I noticed in this in this match, 
the last nine of ten games between these two have had less than four and a half cards. In the last five games, when these two teams have played at Chelsea, only one time it has not been under four and a half cards. But most importantly, when looking at this bet, we gotta identify who the fuck the ref is in this one. And the ref in charge of refing this game, Anthony Taylor. Now you guys may have no idea who this guy is. And that's fair. He's a ref. These guys don't got fans or a Hall of Fame. All they got is a notebook and two cards. One yellow, one red. And on average, he hands out yellow and red cards four times a game. And last time I checked, four is under four and a half. So lock it in under four and a half cards minus 125. And lock number three. Our last lock of the weekend, Man United versus Wolverhampton. I had a few that I was looking at for this one. Halftime result, Man U. Both teams to score, no. Under two and a half goals. But the lock I'm going to give you guys, Man United to get a clean sheet. Minus 110. Now I know their boy De Gea left. The goalie god left Man U. But now, you know who brought them, who they brought in? Andre Onana, the former Interman, the Cameroon International. This guy is a baller, man. He's, I don't know even what to reference him as a dog, dog in net. I don't know what they call a fucking good goalie in England. But whatever it is, he is that. And with how Man U's defense played all last year, I'm expecting another great game. Another no-goal performance. I'm not going to say the S-H-U-T-O-U-T word. I'm just going to spell it out for you, but that's going to happen. Oh, no, no. They let 10 goals in when they played at Old Trafford Trafford last year. So that's easy. And Wolverhampton are fucking ass. They they went on an eight-game losing streak to end off the season last year. And they were the second-worst team at scoring goals when they were playing on the road. And in the last seven of ten games between these two, Manu's clean-sheeted them, let no goals in seven of the last ten. So Onana... What's the lock? Onana, clean sheet, minus 110. And now let's go to the moon. We're going to keep this week to a minimal of a two-game, to-the-moon parlay. And for simplicity, we're we're just going to bet correct scores between these two. Chelsea versus Liverpool, 2-2, plus 1,200. They've drawn the last six, and I expect the same to come to be again. Chelsea got a 1% chance of winning this game when priced at this number they're currently at. And Liverpool are undefeated in their last 16 matches. Mix that with the first lock I gave you over 2.5 goals. Well, that smells like a tie if I ever smelt one. So 2-2 plus 1,200. And Man United 3-0 win against the Wolves plus 800. I think they should come away with this one quite easily. 
I was leaning towards a 2 nothing win, but looking how Man U opens the season, they score goals, so that's why I didn't want to take down to 2.5. That's why I'm giving you a 3 nothing win. When you parlay those two together, that gets you plus 11600 Throw $39 on it because it's week 39. That gets you $4,563. And that's how you start your week one Premier League parlay off. Hope everyone's having a good weekend. Enjoy the rest of your week. Peace.